0: good morning everyone welcome to tuesday so organized style podcast acknowledges traditional owners of country throughout australia and recognizes the continuing connection to lands waters and community we pay our respects to aboriginal and torres strait islander cultures and to the elders past present and emerging a big sponsor shout out goes to our two podcast friends and sponsors, the Australian Sewing Guild, who has been our Monday Daily Series regular, is now a sponsor of Sew Organised Style Podcast. Go to osso.org to check out the online workshops, sew alongs, skills library and more. Our second sponsor is Tatiana's School of Couture as she launches it online. Go to her website to see her new online sewing classes and patterns. So today we're going to look at what's happening in the world of socialists. So let's give a warm welcome to the Australian editor, Chloe Reed.
1: Hi Maria, how are you? Great, Chloe, how are you? I'm good, thank you. It's good to be here.
0: We're really lucky to have a long weekend. So listeners, there wasn't a podcast on Monday, so I'm sorry about that because we had a public holiday.
1: Very nice. You've got to take the long weekend when you can.
0: Yes, I agree. Another one till October, is that right? Yes. So where would you like to start today, Chloe? A couple of
1: places, really. I guess one was just to recognise that we had our three-year anniversary of the reboot of The Socialists during the week. So Gillian wrote a great blog post for that. It's just kind of mind-blowing thinking all that time ago, that she rebooted the thing and for I think about a year did it solo and then after that started recruiting people to come and be editors to join us. So it's been quite a great three years of content and, of, and a great mission, I think. So it's been kind of nice to mark
0: that. There are some really great blog posts that have come out of what socialists have been doing in that time.
1: Yeah, it's been lovely to watch and be part of. And then obviously the week's been pretty dominated by events happening in the States, but also echoed around the world. Yes. Um, so You'd have noticed that we threw out our plans for posting, as as we've been known to do. It wasn't because I forgot this time, so that's nice. And so we've been sharing, as I said last week, we shared some posts from people who've written for us before, who are people of colour and were actually writing, at least to some degree, about their experience of and how it intersects with their sewing And then in the last couple of days, we've posted, there's a list of companies that are pretty much sewing and making related companies that are owned by people of color. And Jacinta, who is Pink Mimosas by Jacinta on Instagram, who used to be one of our temporary editors, she spent hours and hours over the last week, I think, compiling that list. And so we did a bit of a featured post from her with the list. And obviously, we kind of encourage people to, Continue to add to the list, but also to engage with the businesses that are represented there. I thought it was pretty good when I was scanning down the list. I actually saw a number, because obviously we're based in Australia, or I am, saw a number of um, Aboriginal-owned or Indigenous-owned businesses on the list, which it was kind of nice to see that it wasn't sort of just a US-centric list.
0: It was good as a starting point and Jacinta has put in a lot of effort pulling that together and collecting people's direct messages to create that. There's over 220 references, which you can't do that in five minutes.
1: No, and for the space of, you know, she's done it over four or five days, so it's been amazing effort. And then I also noticed on Instagram that there is a similar sort of movement for kind of verifying Aboriginal-owned accounts here. So we might reach out to those, that organisation, and see if they're also willing to do a post for us. Because I think one of the things we're thinking about in socialists is we're actually based across the world, so we're not just US-based or just Australian. And so what we're thinking of is three things, I think. The first one is, how do we make sure that this isn't something that everybody does for a few weeks, and then it sort of gradually dies away and everybody moves on? So how do we ensure that we at least and others have a sustained commitment to sharing the voices of black makers, to making room for them to share whatever they want to share themselves and to support those businesses? So we're kind of thinking about the longevity piece. And then the other part in that is thinking about sort of what about the rest of the world in terms of, for us here in Australia, we've had protests this weekend that were kind of a mixture of showing support and solidarity with people protesting in America. And the killing of George Floyd, but also recognizing that I think there was a royal commission in the 90s here into Aboriginal deaths in custody. And in fact, there have been something like 430 or 440 deaths in custody since then without a single charge. And so taking inspiration, I guess, from the protests there and bringing a local flavour. That kind of gets you thinking about how we very deliberately and consciously look at the work of people in other countries and as sewing people, how we share companies owned by people of colour across the world rather than focusing only on America.
0: Chloe, what I did over the weekend was made sure that there is a blog post on the podcast website on Sail Organised Style Podcast, about Reconciliation Week. And what I wanted to make sure of on that was that it was respectful posts and it's featured on the Sell Organised Style Podcast webpage. It's got the acknowledgement of country and the warning that you are supposed to do for Indigenous people when they're looking at your information that they've got there. We haven't actually done an Indigenous Australian podcast. In Australia, we've got SBS... TV and they've got NITV, which is the Indigenous TV page. So what I've done is I've linked to as many articles that appear on the NITV website about Indigenous designers and Indigenous fabric designers as possible. I've also linked to some stores that sell Indigenous fabrics and I've linked to the upcoming Bendigo Art Gallery which features a contemporary Indigenous fashion exhibit from September to November this year. When everything started last week, I'm trying to make sure that from an Australian perspective on Silganized Style podcast, we may have some podcasts there. I'm not sure, but we'll just have to wait and see.
1: We've got a collection of resources though, that's great. I've got to confess I didn't see that during the week, but I'm gonna go and check it out. And I've kind of been doing the same thing. So while there's no desire to detract from what's clearly yes. some really social events going on in the States. On my personal account, which isn't particularly fabulous or popular, I've been sharing door makers and fabric and retailers and that kind of thing because it kind of makes sense to it's the kind of think global, act local elements. And so then the other thing that we're thinking obviously is that social is about creating a more inclusive sewing society across a range of different aspects of inclusion. And so we're thinking about what it is that we do to continue kind of all of those missions at once and so this week we've got a couple of posts coming up one is the i think i talked about it maybe last week about pride month yes you did june is pride month and shannon from rare device she also posts as so queer i think she's got that that account she put that on hold for the last week obviously because of recent events which makes sense but I think we're going to be posting that this week because June is still pregnant so it'll be good to hear about that and we've also got a post from she's called Montserrat she's Montserrat underscore L on Instagram and she's talking about sewing for a changing size and sewing kind of when your body changes basically so we're continuing our normal strands of inclusion, while also thinking about how we build on the work that's happened in the past week. How do we make space for the voices that are lessered in our community? And then also, how do we support those businesses? I was particularly either happy or cross, depending on how you view it, with Gillian this week, as she said. On her personal Instagram, she was saying, oh, here's a patent company I didn't know about who are black-owned, and called Style So Me. I was yes. Trying-
0: Erin of Style Somi Patterns was on our podcast last year, and she sponsored us for a couple of months this year as well.
1: So, of course, I went to have a look at it and ended up buying two patterns, one of which is called the Chloe Jeans. So, when I saw those, I was like, I can't not buy a pattern called Chloe, right? Like Exactly. A bit of fate. So, yeah, that's kind of where we're at. We're, we're listening to our friends in our community about the things they need from us and we're as i said we're trying to plan to understand how we build the great kind of energy and passion and commitment that there is currently being expressed all over the internet and all over the world to make sure that we can you know hopefully move the move the needle of society significantly through this
0: that's really good it's really important to be able to do that with the right knowledge base behind what we're doing as well So probably an ongoing conversation for us. Yeah, it will be an ongoing conversation. It's good that it's been raised. So that's our weekly socials. That's wonderful. Thanks so much for updating us, Chloe. No problem. I'll see you again next week. Thank you. And have a lovely day, listeners. Bye.